0: Friends, our our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 24. If you have your Bibles with you at home, I invite you to read along, or maybe you want to read along on the screens. We'll be reading from Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Hear now, brothers and sisters, the good news. Now, on that same day, on the day of resurrection, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. Now, while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes, their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk? They stood still, looking sad. And then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these last three days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They they went to the tomb early this morning, and, and when they did not find his body there, they, they came back and they told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who had said that he was alive. So some of those who were with us went to the tomb, and and they found it just as the woman had said, but, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses, And all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead of them, as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us, because it's almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them, and when he was at the table with them, he took bread He blessed and broke it, and he gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they they got up, and they returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together, and they were saying, the Lord has risen indeed. He has appeared to Simon, and they told them what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Brothers and sisters, for the word of God revealed in Scripture, for the word of God revealed in Jesus the Christ, for the word of God revealed in our own lives, thanks be to God. Amen. So Cassie this is this is the second week after Easter now yep. and um you know Easter Easter is a long time Easter tide it's an Easter season it's not just the day it's it's not just a week it's a 50 days between Easter and Pentecost that we celebrate the resurrection I, I'm convinced because Easter isn't just a day of celebration but it's a it's a daily practice it's something each and every day we wake up and live new resurrection life, looking for the face of Jesus and our friends, our family, and strangers. And uh, this week, we're reading one of the stories that, that is just so dear to many of our hearts. You know, I know we've got a lot of folks that are part of the, the Emmaus community, mm-hmm. Walk to Emmaus, that have been mm-hmm. on a Walk to Emmaus and, and been on this spiritual retreat. And, and so the story is really central to a lot of our lives. It's a beloved story. And um, this morning, I'm really excited because not only is this one of my favorite stories in Scripture, but... Uh, one of the things I miss most is uh, sitting around the table with folks. And so uh, towards the end of worship this morning, we're going to convene virtually or digitally ar- around the table. Uh, I-, I shared earlier, um, we've got uh, some tortilla chips, because that's what I had in my pantry this morning, and-, and some water, because I was out of grape juice or mm-hmm. orange juice or-, or Capri Sun. But I-, I invite you, if you haven't already, to set a table, because at the end of our sermon this morning, we're going to be sharing what we're calling an Emmaus meal. Uh, remembering the Jesus who is made known to us in the breaking of bread. So um, if you haven't done so already, I invite you to find, it doesn't have to be complicated, whatever you have on your counter in your pantry, a piece of bread, a cracker, a pancake, a tortilla chip, um, water, orange juice, Capri Sun, goldfish, whatever it is you have, set a table. And later this morning, we will be sharing that table and remembering Jesus together.
1: Well, Ricky, this is one of my favorite stories as well, and I find myself asking the same question every time I read it. Here's these two disciples who have been through uh, just absolutely what uh, the worst that life can give you, and that is to watch your friend die. I mean, literally, to watch them die. And, and then to be buried and then to go back or hear the women who go back and, and to prepare the body and the body is gone. The angel says, they call it a vision, says he's alive. And so what were they thinking as they're walking along, going back to their home? They were walking along and talking about it, reliving it every detail of what they understood Jesus to be in their life, they were reliving, and then all of a sudden Jesus is there with them and they do not recognize him. So I find myself asking, why is that? Is that because he doesn't look like Jesus? Is it because they are so intent and so involved in their own despair, their own trying to understand, separating out the details of this horrendous thing that has just happened in their lives, that they are blind to it. It reminds me of, of as, this, as this COVID uh, stuff began to unveil itself in the United States. First we watched it from afar, it was happening in the world, and then it came to the United States, and you know, our, the uh, cruise ships were docked and we couldn't see it, and so we began to find ourselves glued to the TV. Just like any crisis, we find ourselves glued to the TV waiting for any news that can explain what is going on any news and so eventually we find ourselves exhausted in all these all these people that are that are uh, talking about what's going on with the disease, what's going on with our civil authorities, what's going on, how do we attack it, all of these opinions, and pretty soon we find ourselves literally bogged down in the details. We cannot see the forest for the trees. And so what happens is we begin to perceive what the future holds. Mm -hmm. Perceive it rather than see it. And I think that's what's happening to the disciples. They are walking along, and they are casting their fears upon what they understand. And the fear I was told is future events appearing real, hmm. rather than living in the reality. They are perceiving rather than seeing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: and you know, I, I think that's—I I find this fascinating—that they they have no grasp of who Jesus is. Not just oh they they pass them all along the road, but but he spends all afternoon with them, and and you wonder uh, why why is that? It's almost like their their eyes, their vision is blurred by the sense of despair, and and what Jesus is offering them is is hope even in the midst of despair. But but for the first part of the day, they yeah. they can't see it in front of them. Sure. Right, I, I think that's the tricky thing with hope. You know, is that it it often shows up in the least expected of places or. The most unexpected of faces. it's not until they are sitting across the table, the dinner table, with Jesus and the breaking of bread, that they see that their vision is clear enough that they can see the hope that's right in front of their eyes. You know, the story reminds me of uh Abraham and Sarah, who, who in their old age are mind their own business and, and some strangers show up. And and you know, we as the readers know it's it's the presence of God that are that are these three figures in their lives. But what do they do? they they open up their table, they, they bake some bread, they sit down and they share a meal, and it's in the presence of these strangers that they hear that God's covenant, God's promise to them to bear a child in their own age, to be the father and the mother of nations, that in them all the families of the world will be blessed. What seems impossible in their own eyes is promised and made possible in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. And the author of Hebrews in the New Testament says it so beautifully. He says, don't neglect to show Hospitality, radical hospitality to strangers because by doing so, some have entertained angels. You know, Hebrews is talking about Abraham, but I think he might as well be talking about these two disciples and Jesus. When they get to Emmaus, they don't know that Jesus has been walking alongside them, this, this least expected, unexpected stranger in this strange face. They find that the person of Jesus has been with them all along. And, you know, I, I think that's what happens around tables. You know, one of the things I miss most in, in quarantine is, is getting to share tables with folks, yeah, right. um, whether it's uh, sharing my family's table at Easter, when we throw a big Easter feast together that we didn't get to do this year, or uh, spending time, y'all know I love to spend time at Trinity Street Coffee Shop. Uh, I have not actually gotten to be in there in many, many weeks now, and, and sitting down and, and sharing coffee and some empanadas and pastries, and uh, getting to encounter people. I think that's where we see the face of Jesus is around tables, whether it's uh, friendly and familiar faces that we have sat around tables with for many years, and all of a sudden one day they offer us a word or a or, or comforting um, uh, presence that becomes the presence of God for us in our lives. or I maybe mean, it's a stranger that we pass on the street or that's checking us out in the grocery store uh, or that's walking by on the other side of the gas pump, in the faces of the familiar and in the faces of the stranger Jesus appears to us in the least expected of places and the most unexpected of faces. And I think it's at the table that that real and vulnerable and authentic encounter occurs where we can meet Jesus. Right.
1: The other thing that that uh, occurred to me as I'm reading this. The story is that in the midst of just every day, whether you're in despair or whatever, it is Jesus that interrupts, Mm, right? So Jesus interrupts their conversation, literally walks up and says, hey, what are y'all talking about, (laughs) right? And, And so this Jesus that interrupts our conversation, then he begins to reveal the reality of what's going on. And he does this through scripture through god's word that has been given to us god's holy scripture that has been given to us to to hold as an anchor in our lives and and in this this revealing of the scripture there is this new found sense of a fresh understanding right because the disciples they may not recognize it right at the very first but then as soon as they do recognize jesus they say wasn't my heart on fire as Jesus revealed Jesus' self to us yeah. in Scripture? Mm-hmm. In, we find truth in Scripture. They don't see it until they are sharing with one another in the breaking of bread. They don't realize it, but it is always there. Jesus shows up once they extend hospitality, mm-hmm. which, was, which was their custom. After a long journey, to invite those who are journeying with you to share and to break bread, to extend this hospitality, Jesus accepts it, but then notice what Jesus does. Just merely days ago, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, Mm -hmm. broke it, and changed the meaning of their Seder meal. Mm -hmm. And in this very moment, Jesus raises the bread, Breaks it, blesses it, then breaks it, and immediately their eyes are open. And their hope their hope is their hearts that are set on fire again.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I think it's in the breaking. Right? Oh. It's, it's in the breaking, in the breaking open, that, that sometimes our hopes that we've held are too small. Yeah. Right? The, the hopes that these disciples had had that perhaps he would be the one to redeem Israel. But their picture of redemption was only this big, and God's picture of redemption was big enough to encompass the world. And so it took some breaking, some breaking open of their hopes that were too small in order for them to be able to hold the big, great God-sized hopes for the redemption not just of Israel, but for the redemption of the world. And I think for us, in the breaking of bread, which is our sacramental theology at work, it's, it's in the breaking that God also breaks us open yeah. so that we can hold God-sized right. hopes. Right. For the world
1: right in in it literally in the breaking open of, of our despair of our fears mm-hmm. in this COVID-19 time when the world seems upside down when God breaks open the world to meet us where we are to interrupt us where we are it is God who begins to mold us and to shape us mm-hmm. in a new and fresh way so that our witness our our telling of the gospel can say, truly, Jesus is alive, mm. right?
0: And yeah. it's in communion there, yeah. in the breaking, that we, as already broken people, right. are made whole into the body of Christ. As the body of Christ is broken open for us, we become broken open for the life of the world. So that not only may we encounter Jesus in the face of the people who sit across tables from us day in and day out, or the face of the stranger that we meet at the grocery store on the street, But in the face of every single person, we might see the risen Christ. And in our face, others might see Jesus in us. It's in the breaking that we, as the body of Christ, are offered up for the sake and for the life of the world. Amen. Amen. You know, this morning... Cass and I were reflecting that one of the things we both most miss is getting together around the table. And the scripture of Jesus breaking bread with his disciples once more spoke to us in such a way that that we wanted even virtually to be able to share an Emmaus meal together. And so if you have your, your bread or your crackers or your pancake or your goldfish or I've got my tortilla chip here I invite you to take it at this time and remember when Jesus gathered with these two disciples around a table when their hopes had been crushed when they were wallowing in the midst of despair and Jesus took some bread and he raised it he blessed it he broke it and he gave it to them And in the breaking of the bread and in the eating of the bread, their eyes were opened and they saw the risen Jesus, the Christ, sitting in their midst. So brothers and sisters, this morning as we break and as we eat our own pieces of bread, wherever it is at the many tables we are gathered in across this space, we remember as we break and as we eat and as we give thanks that the risen Jesus is among us today.
1: Remember that we're on mic, Ricky, and so our crunching, you can hear our hear our crunching of the tortilla. And, and in this remembering, the disciples all of a sudden remember back just a couple of days before when uh, Jesus had sat at the table with them, and he broke the bread and they ate, and then he took a cup and he blessed it and he gave it to them and gave them a, a word saying, you know, whenever you gather, I hope that you will gather and remember that in the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the cup that that I am with you, that I will never leave you. And so this morning, whatever you have, if it's juice or it's it's a, a drink of water, whatever it might be, even a glass of milk, I invite you to also take this this cup and remember and think about all the times you sat around a table and and thought about jesus's presence with you this morning Mm. we want to give god thanks for this holy meal that we participate in virtually as well as together around our own uh, tables in our homes Even if you are alone breaking bread and drinking a cup, we know that Jesus is with you, so you are never truly alone.
0: Friends, at every table you are at, I invite you to join together in prayer. Holy and living God, this morning, although we may not be able to physically gather at the same table, we know that your table, the table that you set, extends across all places, across all times, and even the great cloud of witnesses, the saints who have come before us, who now rest in glory, join us at this table. God, we pray that this morning as we eat our bread and and drink our cups, that your presence might be made known to us as we look into the faces of those who sit around us, as we look into the faces of those we see on the screen, as we look into the mirror and see our own face staring back at us, God, give us the eyes to see Jesus. In the breaking of the bread, open our eyes. In the breaking of the bread, break open our own hearts. God, unite us with the risen and resurrected Jesus the Christ, so that we too might be broken open for the sake of the world. We pray all this, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen.